Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hello, we're the Kransky Sisters on Joy Joy. 94.9. Hello and welcome to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. Thanks for being with us. Today I have in the studio a couple of other lads. Um, what's your name, young fella? I'm Phil. And what's your name, young fella? Oh, thanks for the young. I'm Gordon. <laughs> old Gordon. <laughs> old Gordon, And yes. I'm Chris. Uh, yes, it's a regular team as usual. However... That's no impediment against us having a wonderful show. Well, we think it's wonderful because in it, in our history concepts, we're going to be reporting about the Queer Film Festival here in Melbourne coming up in March, the cattle dog of which has just been released. We're going to be talking about a book or a comic strip. A graphic novel. Graphic novel, exactly. Thanks, Gordon. That's been released in the UK, which is uh, something of interest we'll talk about. We're going to be talking about body imaging. And in this season of almost naked people walking down the streets of Sydney at Mardi Gras, we are going to get plenty of, of eye candy, as the expression goes. But we're wondering whether that's actually a good thing or not. We've got some international stories regarding conversion therapy bans and also some anniversaries to report on. Gay people or not so gay people, Barry Humphreys, Andy Warhol, Felice Picano, and uh, if we've got a little bit of time, we might find a little bit of extra things to talk about. That's the rundown for today's program. Very good. And have you had a look, Gordon, yet at the Queer Film catalogue? I just picked it up before we came into the studio and had a quick glance through it, and it's uh, it's going to be wonderful. It runs from the 14th to the 25th of March. The catalogues are out now. You can pick them up at um, Joy and lots of other places mm. so that you know what's going on. There are three places where they're showing the movies. Venues. The venues. There's the Jam Factory in South Yarra. There's Acme. And there's the Nova Cinema. So in Carlton, yeah. In Carlton. So it's it. certainly an opportunity to pig out on gay films, films yes. with gay stories or that have been authored or produced by gay people or gay teams of gay people. Mm. And it's mainly items of filmography that you won't see on anywhere, maybe except SBS. Yes, I don't think any of them would be mainstream movie houses that they would show these in. That's why we have film festivals. Exactly. Yes, yes. So we and I should also warn people, they no longer make jam at the jam factory. So just go for the movies. Don't stay for the jam. All right. Okay. That's very good. But and the, don't get me started on Acme. 
There's one one film that's coming on there that I would really dearly love to see because I've met the man that's involved in it and I've read his biography and um, that is on, on the 25th of March, but I won't be in town because I'll be sailing the high seas, unfortunately. Oh, look, rub it in. You've got three more weeks <laughs> yes, to tell I, us I about it before you go. Yeah, but it, it's a story about Hollywood, the, uh, the gay underbelly of Hollywood, and uh, it's, a, it's a really fascinating book, and I'm it's sure that this the, would be... The dirt. It's, it's, it's it, the goss. It's the goss on what the, how this man made a, basically made a living out of finding partners for the movie stars... Oh, you mean bed, procuring. bedroom partners? Yeah, but the point is that he could never be charged with anything because he never took money from the people that earned the money. He oh, never, right. he never got. He just put them together. He was a oh gay matchmaker. A gay matchmaker. Yes. Dot com dot au. And <laughs> this is uh, uh, the original version of Grinder. <laughs> Probably was <laughs> yes. the analog version. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Yeah. So you're you're telling me that in early days in in uh, Hollywood cinema there was gay actors. Oh yeah, yeah. And some of the very top names he would supply trade for. Did you just use your fingers in the air and do quotation I did, did marks? Quotation did marks. Yes, trade. trade. Yeah. Good but, radio. Yes. But I, I met I met him at a party in Hollywood. Um, he was the barman. All right. The, the whole uh, the thing, and he was telling me all about Tyrone Power and all the rest of them. What he, he was a friend, yeah. a very good friend of Tyrone Power. And, and they're all friends of Dorothy. And they're all friends of Dorothy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now yeah, the, the that's current one film. film festival, of course, is a series of positive messagings. I would imagine. Well, it's it's about time we became more positive in movies because remember in the old days we were always. The fall guy and the and everything. Sort we of were the evil person. We were the one who copped it in the end. That's right. We it, did we? Oh, well. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. <laughs> but in gay cinema, we were either protesting something or objecting to something. Yeah. What you and rarely got a portrayal of you know a nice couple. Most of the times, we got bumped off at the end of the movies. Well, that's more mainstream. Hmm. But I guess now, see, we've come through so many crises and we've becoming a little more accepted, accepted around the world. Mm. So, yeah, the, hopefully the movies will change to reflect that. Yes. In these days of social acceptance, the storylines are probably a little bit different from they were at the festival 10 or even 15 years ago. Oh, I'm sure they and are. I show, and I would imagine it does show the advancement of, of human rights as it affects our community. It's sad that there's still countries around the world that are not represented on film because our rejection in those societies is too horrible to conceive, to mm. actually realise. You know, with some of the well, Eastern religions mm. where death seems to be the only punishment, the only that's conversion therapy of the extreme. And they throw them off buildings and all sorts of weird and wonderful things too. Mm. Yeah. Then in the UK, uh, as we're alluding to in the preview, there was a graphic movie graphic called Heartstopper. Now, what is this all about, please? It's the two characters in the main thing were side people in a, in a, in a previous one of these graphic novels that are put onto like YouTube and those sort of mm-hmm. places. And the author of that decided that she would make up a complete story about these two gay men, right? And so, so she's a, now bought a, bought yeah. bought these two in from one show and made a complete gay oh, well, movie about yep, yep. them, a graphic novel. So mm. we've got openly gay Nick and rugby player Charlie, and they and they become unlikely friends and eventually uh, discover that they have feelings for one another. Mm. But 
once again, it's putting into a visual format things that are happening left, right and centre around us all the time. But it's nice to have it verified in a positive way in print. Even if it's shown on on screen, it's It's a a proper representation of reality. And apparently the first show that she wrote was very, very popular with the young people. Mm. And that's why, and they asked her why she did this, to take these two people out of one show and put them into another. She said because it was a perfect progression of what could happen. It'd be interesting to see it, but I don't think it will be able to cop it here in Australia, which is the unfortunate part about it. you never know. You never know. But once again, it's in a format that's approachable by the generation who need to know these positive stories. It's not a hardback novel that you've got to carry in your hand or that you would find on Kindle or one of those apps. It's a comic format, which is what the kids have already probably seen already. But it's it's a thrice monthly thing. They bring it out three times a month. The story, but the use of the word graphic novel hmm. suggests that it also appeals to the the hipster generation. Oh, the, yeah, the people because that they wouldn't those. be caught dead reading comics. It's modern communication without the internet. We're moving yeah. with the time. You can't keep up; it's too <laughs> too fast. Oh, but here's sure now. There's uh, oh, she's from, she's been away for a while. Century. Share, share, oh. share, and share alike. Her name's Sherilyn. Cheryl. 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 Terrific. Real Sydney name. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station Joy 94.9. You're with Chris Gordon and Phil Bean. They've done that, Joy 94.9. In that first little chat, we were talking about Scotty from Hollywood mm-hmm. who would line up bedroom partners for the stars of Hollywood. Hollywood. But we did suggest that that was almost the uh, analogue version of Grinder. Interesting information is coming out about people that are on Grinder at the moment. The Melbourne University are going to do a study of all the world worldwide Grinder members. And do you know the name of the guy running the survey? Scotty. Scott. <laughs> yes, Scott. Scott Griffiths. Scott from Griffiths Melbourne University. from Melbourne University. And he wants to know why the gay community are going all out for the perfect body and the diets and the, all the rest of it that they are doing these days, you know, rushing off to gyms and, and eating this, that and the other and doing all sorts of things. And he wants to know why. And it's going to be a five-year survey to find out why these men feel that they're, the way they are is not good enough. But that's always been true, though. So when I was much, much younger, there were the, the gym junkies and the, you know, the ones who you know, would describe themselves as having a swimmer's body and all those sort of things. It's, it's a perfection that people sort of push for. I always say that you've got to be born with the sort of body that will go that way. Some people are born, like my body would never have been like an Adonis or anything like that. A little Hercules, perhaps, but not an Adonis. Well, I can remember as a a 12-year-old exercising in the privacy of my bedroom, lifting weights 
and because I was a skinny little rake. I, my mum used to refer to me as a, a refugee from the Belson concentration camp. So uh, Not a very good look, though. No, no, no. And uh, she was always suggesting that I should uh, put on a bit of weight, but my body d- never did that. And as a 12-year-old, I, I suppose I should have looked at my parents and looked at their, their body shapes and realised that that if, was you. If anybody had told me that this was what I could turn into, mm. Uh, mm. take my cues, my clues from from their shape. As a twelve-year-old, you you're a bit late in modern day, Chris, because I was watching a thing on the television where young boys, six and seven, are worried about their body shape. Ooh ah. You know, to me, I, I thought, what the heavens is happening? Why are they doing this? I'm going to say you 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 would think that a six or seven year old would be too busy wanting to go out and play, although they don't play out very much these days. They have to sit inside, keep or keep clean. Maybe we will send them out for some actual reality, and maybe try some parenting. Well, that's because at that age you should not be thinking yeah. along those lines. That's right. It must be. It, just, it must have to do with the advertising, wouldn't you think, Chris? Well, I can't imagine where these kids would be picking it up from, except the fact that that's where they get. All their information from these days mm. is uh, is the screened devices that they use, whether it be the phone or in schoolroom and in projected imagery in classrooms well, or whether it's on the TV. TV advertising, if they're home during the day, they're either going to be interested in funeral insurance <laughs> or some weight loss program. <laughs> yeah, but this this study is going to watch uh, what what body preferences and what they're attracted to, hmm. appearance related discrimination, including around weight, height, and skin color, yeah. and all these things they're going to ask um, about um, steroid use, for instance. Well, um, I think that's the the uh, the reality that now that there are steroids for young guys, they can actually go and overdevelop their bodies in ways that nature never intended mm. and i've never i would love to know what happens to those bodies when they stop taking steroids is it like a balloon that slowly deflates and they return to their normal shape well probably and, and I, I wonder how happy the the people are then with this reverted body shape i think the hint to the answer is that you don't see those people in oh. public oh they probably don't want to be seen in their their present form so in a way they're they they've come out of the closet of where whatever their sexuality is mm. to to be this mythical figure mm. the, bulked up and all the rest of it and then they go back into seclusion because they're no longer their ideal person well yeah. unless, unless they keep working at it you see there are people that go to the gym every day to get to this perfect what they think is shape it's the same as when you when see anorexia is a very big thing in men as well as in women and it's when when they look in a the mirror they don't see what they act, they see what mm. they want to be. Yeah, you know, and this is the thing. It's a, it's a. Well, we've seen how women have been tortured through anorexia mm. into trying to achieve the unachievable. That's right, and and men, there are a lot of men that don't have done the same. Yeah, it's it's a, it's these this this body image thing that has become such a, an overwhelming. I don't think it's that thing. modern though, because if you go back to when women had to wear corsets, which would have been excruciatingly painful to come up with this hourglass shape. Yeah. That 
you know, we just accept that now as a part of history. In, in case the listener doesn't understand, this was a piece of clothing that was worn that was actually had tightening straps on it or it was like or a straight cords, jacket and it was like a straight jacket for your for below your chest and above your hips so that all your innards were squashed down and your rib cage was closed down as well i was reading an article about courtney act and she said that she wears a corset a steel bone corset Wow. To get the figure that she has on on the thing, yeah. Wow! And is that just we accept that as the price you pay for fashion? Well, the price you pay for what you consider to be beautiful, I would think. Yeah, go right back to to Michelangelo. Oh, he uh, who he, died on the eighteenth of February, fifteen sixty four. Yes. Well, you could sort of celebrate his thing if you wanted to, but see, he painted these magnificent. He also Men. had some, he, yeah. he, like when when he like his his um, the statue of David. Yes, is just the most magnificent looking piece of sculpture you've ever seen. If you get, if you get up close and personal, it's a it's a beautiful piece of. It was country. very cold that day. <laughs> very cold that day. Yeah, cold but, as stone. But but he and then he also painted you know the the, the angels and the and the, the the God in the and the man reaching out to God on the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. They're perfect representations of what you would say were perfect human beings in in their concept in their, concept, in their era in their era but then again when you see when peter paul rubens the artist came on all his women are buxom mm-hmm. he, t- he didn't paint very slim women well even when you look at photos say of your grandparents or their their parents mm. they were always skinny people it seemed and i think that was probably due to the availability of food and the amount of exercise they had to do in their general daily activities and a phrase they would never have heard in their entire life would you like fries with that <laughs> yes or fast food uh, everything was yeah. everything was grown in the garden and cooked yeah. And this is why they were probably a hell of a lot healthier than what we were. But they they still suffered the diseases that we get. But as you say, they were always looked so much um, slimmer and fitter. And they used to have to walk everywhere because they didn't have trams, trains, and trolley buses. But you they know? always looked older. You, my, I've seen pictures of my father when he was seventeen, and he could have been thirty. It would, I don't know if it was the brill cream in the hair or the the grooming or what it was, but everybody in early photography looks old. Clothes, yeah. the fashion of clothes. Yeah. Mm. Because well, I guess they weren't dressed as kids, no. were they? It was probably uh, they were wearing hand-me-downs. Yeah, or this so, it might know, have been a military uniform in many cases. Been, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But, it, but it, they still lived um, a reasonably lengthy lives too in those the days. The opposite of, cur- of course, Phil, works nowadays that even older people tend to dress much younger than they their age would indicate. Oh, God, yes. Because they don't feel old. That's the point. So why look it? Your, your, yes. Your brain stays reasonably young, but your body gets old. That's the problem. And you don't want to accept your approaching years, which is coming at me fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all of us, but we're at the I'm, same rate. All of us at the same rate. And we're still <laughs> yes. here, which is great. <laughs> You're on Joy 94.9. Been there, done that with Gordon. Phil and Chris. <laughs> oh, here's Kylie. She's going to sing to us about brain fades or brain inspirations. Oh, know them. Brain, brain worms. Brain worms. Here you go. You're on Joy. 
find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. You're with Phil, Chris and Gordon. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9. On the political scene, we've <laughs> seen our own politicians currently uh, turning handstands and uh, balancing on one toe. And telling uh, untruths. And, and uh, you know, they're in the shark tank. Mm. And the sharks are circling and little bits are going to get bitten off. And they're having hissy fits. Oh, yes. Now, the boats are coming. The boats are coming. <laughs> now, now, who is you know, the, the greatest big... hissy fitter? Oh, well, I, I, I really did read a very good article about Nancy Pelosi, who had five children under the in six years, and that's how she became a good controller and what's have you. But she said she's never seen anybody have a hissy fit like the President, Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> um, and, and he is a hissy fit person. We, we seem to be plagued at the moment with people who think they've got the political brain to work through problems, but as you say, they, they come up against brick walls or they don't come up, up against walls. They want brick walls built. And, and they, uh, <laughs> they can't <laughs> determine their way around it. Being politic is, is actually seeing the image through the fog. Yes, most politicians have never had other jobs other than being in politics. Very few of them have had another job where they've been out doing something like, as I mentioned, Nancy Pelosi, five children, six years, she had to work a system out to get things done, which made it great training for when she went into politics. Because so what, was, what's Mr. Trump's skill trade? Well, he was a TV presenter and a bloke that went bankrupt four times. Yeah, and he was the son of... A millionaire. A millionaire who got so his... he never saw reality except through that lens. No, he said his father gave him a very small starter fund of only one million dollars <laughs> to get started in property. But then, of course, the poor man had um, heel spurs, so he couldn't go and fight in Vietnam and all the rest oh. of it. You know, it was a shame. But the, but the worst part about the Trump um, presidency at the moment is is what's been happening to our community in Washington D.C. And that is... That the, the, the crimes against us have tripled. It's the interpretation, presumably, of a degree of tolerance is now able to be experienced, whereas before everything was straight-laced. But the cops would come down on you if you were, again, a particular minority group. Hmm. And it does seem, from the report that I read overseas, that the LGBTIQ community is copying a lot of this uh, aggravation. Yeah, but you've got to remember that... Because they they think they can get away with it. But before that, you see, you had a president like Barack Obama who was very friendly to the gay and lesbian community, to our community. I'll just say, mm. that's so, I'll just say all the letters, to our communities... And now you've got a man that doesn't like us very much at all, and he's put in a, a bloke onto the Supreme Court that doesn't like our mm. lifestyle or anything like that. He's filled. He's got two people on the court now that he's put in there that are doing this. But Trump is actively removing laws that have come in to protect us, and what he's doing to the military with transgender people, he's turning the clock back, and he's probably winning approval from the homophobic Bible Belt. Mm. Well, this is where his his base is. It's, it's it's anybody that's got any brains would not be worried about him very much. Mm. But, so but hate crimes are on the rise. The hate crimes have tripled in in actually in Washington D.C. since Trump became the president. So it's uh, not a very good look at all over there. And yet there are other good things happening in America in certain other states. 
where they are banning gay conversion. Therapies, yeah. Yeah, which is wonderful. You know, there's quite a few states have done it. Well, in the same state, Washington, D.C. It's the first U.S. territory to ban gay cure therapy for adults. Only for adults, not for children, but it's for No, well, um, many other states in the U.S. are doing much the same. I could just correct one thing. Washington, D.C. is the first territory to ban conversion therapy for adults. Hmm. In 2015, it became the third to ban it for children. Oh, so right. children already oh, had a ban. Right. This is specifically an adult ban. Oh, right. Oh, excellent. Okay. Which just yeah, shows sorry. the extent of the abuse. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for that clarification, yeah. Phil. Victoria's intention to ban gay conversion therapy is part of the state responsibility at this stage and then when you've got the right federal government in they will enact equivalent laws because it's a national health problem it's not behavior it's psychology hmm. well, it's psychological abuse. it's the same as the daniel andrews was able to get the um, dying with dignity bill through here in victoria yeah. but it comes into effect in june but if it spreads to other states in australia they, in australia they then may bring down a an overarching law to cover the whole country but it's got to start somewhere in minnesota they bought out a a, um, valentine's day cards in a bid to ban the gay cure therapies Mm. and apparently they went down very very well the messaging yeah 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 yeah. yeah. um and and the message does have to be continuous and valid and appropriate it's got to, it's got to be constant yeah. exactly what mr morrison is doing with the band the boats business at the moment oh yes it's on the our... same thing you've got to, you see he's just going on and on and on and on oh, about is it. this part of the advertising rhetoric that if you uh, give them a selling message 15 times the 16th time will actually lodge, lodge in, your, in brain your brain and stay mm, that's right yeah yes. that's the idea of it you just keep oh, hammering I've got it. some bad news for clive palmer <laughs> his, his ads are just getting funnier and funnier He's now got women saying how good he is for you know women's rights and supporting women. And I got one of those pamphlets in the mail this morning out of the letterbox and I just threw it straight in the bin. Oh. I should have a chuckle first. Hey? Have a good chuckle, read it. Oh, God, no, can't be bothered, I've got too much else he's, to read. He's going to cure the deficit and unemployment. He's such a busy boy. What about if he pays all these employees that he sent bankrupt? When oh, no, paid, there's know? nothing in his policy about nickel mines. Oh, well, that should be, I feel. he's got a bad record with nickel mines. Yes. He's <laughs> not worth a nickel. Now, a British writer is criticising Amazon for selling books on so-called conversion therapy. And this particular gay author has written plenty of positive and affirming stories about the gay community. But the um, writer, Damien Barr, has suggested that Amazon has a responsibility to their customers to not profit from or promote self-harm and hate crimes. Yeah, but but you've got to remember that Amazon's only there to make money. Yes, but it's a discredited practice. Oh, yeah. It's of dis- trying yeah, to change right. a person's yeah. sexual yeah. orientation. Yeah. But yeah, the but problem they would have at Amazon is that it's free speech. Oh, there's a thought, mm. isn't it? That's a, probably the biggest problem in America. Uh, well, on the side of guns and religion, but um, <laughs> I've probably got more on that list too, but I haven't got time. Selling a book is like book burning. Um, they were burning books that they didn't approve of, which was against free speech. Well, this guy doesn't... I don't approve of this book, especially if it's an instruction manual. But 
do we have to respect their right to publish it? It's yeah, a tricky well, area. There's a it bit. is. He's it not is. walking into a theatre and yelling fire. No. So where is the line? That's been the talking point about lots of things. We've, we've done a lot of that in Australia here even. Yeah, you know, because but I we've suppose part of the conversation from our point of view is that by drawing attention to it, people can see that there are, well, I'm going to call it ratbaggery on the other side. Oh, God, yeah. And Amazon are profiting, or a bookseller is profiting by it. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit debatable. But it's, it's like it's, you said, you we've know, got to keep reinstating that wrong is wrong. Mm. No matter right. what it is, That's and what right. they're trying to do to innocent people who were just born that way mm. is reprehensible. It's well, just I'm one of those fortunate people, same as you and same, same as Chris, that didn't go, have to be thrown into those uh, conversion therapy rubbish. But why should you have to change to meet someone else's standard? Well, it's goes, where's, where's the freedom in that? But that goes right back to the very beginning when we were talking about body image. It's basically the same thing, isn't it? It's screwing no, this your is brain. being in. This is being forced upon yeah, people. Yeah, but, but this is being forced by the advertising of the of the of the body image as well. It, it, we are forced by a lot of advertising to do these things. But once we realise what the trick of advertising is, then you can work around it. Mm. It's like being told that you know the toothpaste will make your teeth whiter. Well, hello, what's the the good of that? Because Oh, no, that's part of the body image. We've all got to have super white, glaring teeth that, that light up in the middle of the night that you can read a book by. <laughs> I find that a lot of those people that appear on the American TV and do interviews, they've got fangs that you they, it looks like Tombstone Territory. They're so big and so white, you know. You put some inscriptions uh. on them and they'd be anything. <laughs> being made aware of the fact that these the conversion line is being promoted in various avenues makes you realise that, as we said earlier, our angle has got to be promoted constantly we, and consistently. Well, this is what we, we always have to be on the alert for these people that make these outrageous comments and statements that are usually completely untrue. But by saying, as we've said before, you say them 15 times, the 16th time it enters your head and stays there. And these are typically religious organisations and they need to understand that there's a real world out there and you cannot change it to meet your request. Well, you know, when we were young, we uh, we had limited resources. Kids got lots more resources these days oh, or yeah. anybody who, yep. who are trying to find their true self. So it's working out who are the rat bags and who aren't. You're on joy, and we're going to be listening to the M Phasers when we were young. Oh, remember then? Uh, <laughs> yes, it was the last century. <laughs> Can you tell me a story from when you were young? What was it like? Can you tell me your feeling in the middle of? What was it like? This Joy program has a podcast and you can subscribe to it at joy.org.au. And why would you want to do that, pray, Phil? Because you can keep us forever. 
and listen to old shows and there's all sorts of gay material on our radio station. Mm. Exactly. And most of the shows are podcast. And you can take us wherever you go and whenever you would like to listen to us. The beauty of podcasting. Hmm. We do need a few people here at the station to do the podcasting back-end hard work so that you can enjoy it. Love Radio? Joy is now on iHeartRadio. Turn us on anywhere. That's another coming thing with modern technology, isn't it? Podcasting. Because once upon a time, the program would go out and that would be it. Once only. Once only, yeah. But now if you find something you want to listen to. I know you have trouble keeping up with the times. But podcasting has been around since the iPod came out probably over 10 years ago. Yeah, Is that where the name comes from? Yep. Oh, so oh. it went into your pod, uh, your iPod. Oh. Your iPod, and you can listen to it as an MP3 file wherever you went. Ah, right. Your, your pod now is your telephone, typically, yep. Yep. or your tablet. Mm. Yes. And the name just stuck. It's a standard format, so yeah. you have to meet certain requirements of quality and and content, actually. Yeah. Oh. And somehow we get through that. <laughs> <laughs> but how can people contact us, Philip? Well, if they want to write to us, which yeah. they should do because we love getting email, we've, our little show is called Been There at joy.org.au. Wonderful. Do so it. So send us a letter. Tell us what you love about us. From the anniversaries book, we've got a couple of birthdays that we could mention. 17th of the 2nd, 1934, was a gentleman by the name of Barry Humphreys, who I've written down here is a character actor. Yes, that's all he was. He was never a drag queen. He was a character actor. And he had various characters who were usually quite revolting when he would bring them out (laughs) on the stage because he was a stage actor. This is before television, and people would actually pay to go and see these gross representations of people, oh, Sand- of politicians. Sandy Stone was never gross. Sandy Stone was a gorgeous character because he was a little old man sort of sitting in a chair reminiscing about the yes. old days. Dame Edna, of course, was his great character. character. She was the one that really took him to great heights around the world as Dame Edna. But he was just a pure character. Dame Edna took him around the world once she became a megastar. Once, she didn't start that way. Yeah, but no. she but she was she started off in the backseat of a bus. But what? she was a housewife from Mooney Ponds. That's right, in the back seat of Where the husband had a medical condition which generally wasn't it's spoken conducive. about. No. <laughs> conducive to love affairs or something rather, yes. Before the expression over the top ever came into being, mm. she was over the top. And very quick-witted. Oh, yes. She but, would work with an audience yeah, and it would be hilarious. But Barry, Barry was, a, was a straight actor for quite a bit before Dame Edna came along because he, that's what they used to do. The, I think he was part of the MTC or one of those sort of companies mm. and they used to tour around Victoria in a bus and go from town to town after the program so they could start up the next day. And he used to entertain them by doing this Edna Everidge from Mooney Ponds in the back of the bus. Send up is an expression that comes to mind, but what is a definition of being sent up? Or is it made is fun it of? Ridiculed? Mm, ridicule and make fun of. Ridicule is, of is the, 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 the early form of the word ridiculous. Yes. So I suppose we understand ridiculous to be silly, mm, stupid mm. almost. But, but it can but, be done with love, though. Oh, yeah. I don't think Dame Edna was. Oh, she could criticizing any particular oh, she, type. She could do. She could do. Oh, her, look, her her speech hmm. was could be quite acidic, yeah. but she wasn't saying 
this the character like herself yes. was less or more than well at the end she's certainly but, more than anybody else. Yeah, but, but I think she's retired now. I think she's gone to she a nursing has. home. And yes. um, I, Barry is doing a show on the ABC at the moment, The Wonderful Land of Oz. He's narrating, narrating this mm. nature series. He's been given some good scripts to read, and he reads it slowly in a deep, serious tone. Oh, dear. Yes, mm, yes. Yes. I have, I've, I've, I've recorded it. I haven't watched it yet. I will, uh, no. I will get around to seeing da- it. Richard Attenborough, uh. of course, is the example that everybody now has to meet when they're talking nature. Well, you have to talk slowly because yes. nature takes a long time to no, progress. No, because garbled speech loses so much oh, God, yes. in the inflection, the coloration of the language, the words actually used. It's more than just a 1,000-word vocabulary. Tell me, does he have a lot of music in the background so you can't hear what he's saying? I hope not. Because that uh, drives me up the wall, this bloody loud music when you're trying to listen to what people but are saying. Attenborough was always quietly spoken yeah. because yes. he didn't want to disrupt the Serengeti. Yes, you yes. would get eaten by the things you're talking about. <laughs> Did want to scare the off the animals in the mist. Yes, there we go. And you're listening to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. Someone else with a birthday round about this time is an author, Felice Picano. Felice Picano, yes. He wrote some very good gay novels, and he also wrote a couple of non-gay novels, which I have just finished reading one of them. And uh, it's a author, poet, and critic, mm, uh, mm. and. Yes, a good representation of of a, a high achiever in the gay community oh, yes, and yes. proudly gay at the same time. Born on the 22nd of February 1944, he's kicking along still, no, which yes, is yes, good. Yes, he's still going, yeah. He's a... Uh, his, uh, some of his books are pretty raunchy, I can tell you, but oh, um, they're really good. That's another thing that we of an earlier generation had to get our imagery from... The written word. Well, there's because, nothing on television, was well, there? Well, there was. That was a problem. That there was limited concepts being revealed on on TV because yep. it was so straight laced. Uh, the cinema was much the same. It was censored, and only the written word could you get raunchy. Oh, some of them were there were there were censorships in books like The Well of Loneliness was, which was a lesbian book that was banned. Uh, Lady Chatterley's Lover was banned. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been quite a few books that have been banned because of their sexual content, but they mm. but they've been eventually released to the market. Yeah, but paperbacks for the gay community were oh. all around. Being banned, according to Billy Joel, is the best thing that can happen to your record release. Yes. Because the Catholic Church banned his song Only the Good Die Young because it starts off Catholic girls start much too late. <laughs> so all the Catholic universities banned it and it was one of his biggest hits. Yeah, of course it was because people wanted to hear it so they go out and buy it. <laughs> uh, someone else who uh, died around about this time, not a birthday, a death day, on the oh, 22nd of February uh, 1987 was the US painter, printmaker, Maker photographer uh, Andy Warhol, born on the sixth uh, of May, better August nineteen twenty-eight. He's he's having a um, uh, they're having a retrospective exhibition, and I think in New York about his of his work. Well, I saw that somewhere on television where they had all the Marilyn things in one wall and all the rest of it. You know, yeah, the the, the painted ca- uh, soup cans, mm, these sorts mm, of things. Mm. It, it was a representation of society through his eyes. Whereas the uh, the original masters, they had their religion painted on walls, or then the landscapers, the realists, and the impressionists. You go through the various phases of mm. 
art, as you well and truly know, That's with right. your work. And Andy Warhol, he had the Polaroid camera as one of his art tools. But a lot of his work was done by like apprentices, like the old artists had. They had mm-hmm. the, the apprentices did the, the basic work. And then the uh, the master artist would come in and put the finishing touches to it, so it was his work rather than a combined effort by other other people. Like the, same he, with the big. Yeah. He also inadvertently predicted Twitter and Instagram, and our current mass communications, because he said everybody in the future would have their fifteen minutes of fame. Yes, and this is how we've achieved it. But all these people think they're famous. Yeah, but we're actually gone one step further. If we haven't recorded it, then we can't ever say nowadays that it happened. Mm. You've got to have this evidence. That's right. Every second of your life Mm. is recorded somehow. Uh, God, I don't think anybody would want to see every second of my life, that's for sure. That's why I don't have an account of any type. (laughs) (laughs) But his work is so representative of the era that he lived in Mm. and... It's good that he is, as a gay man, represented so fondly and appreciated. He died a very, very wealthy man. Well, I wouldn't have been surprised about that. <laughs> Millions. Well, if you could manage to get people to pay money for a picture of a soup can, <laughs> then you've got <laughs> yes, a winning... There's a formula, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of the uh, the most haunting works in the permanent collection of this New York museum that you're talking about, Gordon, was Alison Neal's 1970 portrait of Warhol himself. Devoid of his silver wig and his sunglasses and his audience, Warhol is revealed as the vulnerable human that he was. Man boobs, pasty skinned and scarred, he's wearing the surgical corset that preserved his celebrity after he was shot in 1968 by a disgruntled author who'd believed he'd stolen a manuscript. There is him preserving his own image, much as he was representing Marilyn on canvas, captured at that moment. I want to know if that's where Donald Trump got his wig from. It's about time. Thanks for being with us. (laughs) And I will hope that you'll listen to us next week. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.